Evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are back with an episode of Trade Talk, and I wanted to definitely get this episode in uh, before the weekend comes, and I kind of just uh, drop everything on you guys. I've been piling up these episodes because I've been in a deep thought over this past week, just looking and trading and finding my avenues of what I think makes the most sense. And I I feel comfortable to the conclusions that I've arrived to, and I definitely want to share them um, so they can be pondered over the weekend. In this episode, I'm really just speaking about something that is called a Minsky moment. Uh, Minsky moment is a term derived from the economist Hyman Minsky. And what a Minsky moment is, is where you get a, a certain drastic devaluation in uh, the stock market after it having a strong bull run. This is a bit of a continuation from my macro, um, my macro discussion in the other episode, but I needed to come back to it because I keep looking at the markets, I keep looking at the volatility, I keep looking at the markets erase their gains. And I say to myself, not I think I see what most are missing. Not all are missing it. I think smart money is catching it. But I am seeing it and I'm saying to myself, oh, we're kind of reaching our Minsky moment. The moment of truth could be among us and Hyman Minsky once said, the key mechanism that pushes an economy towards crisis is the accumulation of debt by the non-government sector. Most people would say to me, what are you talking about? The government's the one taking on all the debt. We're in trillions of dollars in debt. Yeah, I bet you're missing it and you're not looking a little, I don't want to say looking a little deeper. You're not missing, you're missing the obvious, quite honestly. It's my opinion. You see, already you can see irrational stock speculation is, um, and is constantly increasing. Robinhood um, is literally giving order flow to areas uh, in the market and market makers and hedge funds that are larger, that are settling those order flows, are able to see what you guys are buying. By you guys, I mean anyone who's listening to this who uses Robinhood. Now, you'd say, ah, you know, you don't buy enough. Not about you buying enough. It's about the collective buying enough in a particular name. They're paying attention to it. Want to know a good example? JCPenney. Simon Property says that they're going to uh, commit to pay $800 million for JCPenney, which is ridiculous for a company that was once... Uh, generating over two, three billion dollars and get sold for eight hundred million dollars, but that's the that's the BS that goes on uh, within uh, this, you know, within these overvalues and things not being devaluated, but now they're being devaluated and PE ratios are getting slashed very, very aggressively. So we're speaking on the J.C. Penney as an example. J.C. Penney gets bid up to forty cents. Um, from all the way down at like uh, 19 cents and it gets sold out. And people would be like, well, that's people taking their profit. That's institutions taking their profit if an institution is even in it. But there are institutions in it. It may not be the institutions like BlackRock and people like that, but best believe there's some funds out there that, that, are, that are holding a sizable amount and they're dumping out of those positions. And they can see your order flow because you are on Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, other places that route orders. So I say that to get back to say the rational stock speculation 
you already know the other places where we have irrational stock speculation in um, electric vehicles, hydrogen vehicles, things with no profits, but cool product. Real estate looking forward has um, tremendous issues while the values are being bid up by speculative investors and buyers. I mean, there are places where real estate that just pre-COVID were in the 300s and now the real estate sells for over 450. Insane. Obviously because what was the key thing that uh, Hyman Minsky said? Accumulation of debt by non-government sector. And what is causing the, the accumulation of debt? Low interest rates. We obviously understand that. Cheap money. We've gone over that. Now let me get to the point of what the thesis is for the episode. My thesis is this. The Dems are playing no games. The Democrats, that is, sorry for the abbreviation, are playing no games within this next election. Whether you think Joe Biden's a strong candidate or not, doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, as long as you can hold off a, uh, an extension of a stimulus package, you can potentially affect the outcome of the next elect election. Trump consistently speaks about this and knows that it's clear and present danger. Hence why uh, his emergency act to get people, uh, what, about $1,800 in total or $300 added to their unemployment is being kicked into full effect. But they need that stimulus program for that middle, for middle America. That extra $1,200 get kicked out for middle America to try to hold more of that vote. The Dems know it. Republicans know it. And, and the Dems do not care to play chicken in this particular scenario. So now you have that issue. And you start to say to yourself, well, I start to say to myself, what does that mean? And what it means to me is, if I don't see any serious infusion of capital by the extension of the CARES Act by mid to late October, I'm going mostly to cash. And I will only be buying the discounts in tech and pharma companies because I think the Minsky moment comes somewhere around that time. It all correlates. To me, the one part that, that, that I'm apprehensive about is that maybe it's, it, it's happening in too compressed of a time, if you can kind of uh, envision this. See, I say it should probably take longer than this. But then I'm thinking to myself, because I don't negate my old thesis that cheap stocks in the thir third quarter buy them cheap in the third quarter, hold them through the fourth quarter, make your money in the first quarter. I'm thinking October lands the, fourth, the start of the fourth quarter. They're already gearing up and hiring for retail. If they do not infuse capital into the consumer's hand to spend because of this political mismanagement, which I've been talking about in the, in the, uh, excuse me, in the other episodes, it will come to a head and you will get a nice correction late October. And once they have a good, clear understanding of who is to be president, because they know that they will need this economy to continue to be strong and not let it to 
fall to hell in a handbasket, they'll pass the next measure of stimulus for the, for, for, uh, the holiday season bolstering the fourth quarter. The long short of it is, I believe there's more discount to be had in this market. And I don't believe it's going to take longer to get it. I think it flows right through the third quarter into the, the later uh, part of October. And then after the election, you'll get very close to the election or right after the election, you will get that next extension to stimulus. That is my opinion. I could be wrong next week, but it is my opinion. And based off of that opinion, I'm going to play more defense in the market at this time, waiting for more discounts instead of looking to not miss out. Another place where you can see that there's obvious issues in the market um, of irrational exuberance comes right down to uh, the rampant fraud being done within uh, paycheck protection programs and the SBA programs, which lets you know that defaults are imminent, right? If people are taking these multi-million dollar loans and getting caught up um, in fraud, they're going to default on those loans. That's going to be a problem, right? So we know that these things are only a matter of time and they're right around the corner. So there is a buildup here. And I think with just as aggressive as we have run into this bull market, we will, or this V-shaped recovery, as they say, you will start to see the W of that V-shaped recovery start to form. Um, the groundwork is being laid for you as we speak, and I don't even think we will notice it as that Minsky moment hits. You see that in the general market, you get a correction, or like today, the Dow, uh, the NASDAQ, no, it was the Dow, excuse me, <laughs> erases 250 points. And people say, oh, you know, had the gains and erased the gains through uh, intraday sessions. Um, on Main Street, it's free. It, it doesn't freak people out, but it says, oh my gosh, my, my positions, because they're so used to the bull, the bull run that has been going since April. Um, so it's, it's hogs get slaughtered, right? completely unaware of not so much that things can correct, but unaware that the whole situation is running hot and the political mismanagement is what's going to trigger that Minsky moment. I know I've spoken about the same kind of things over the like the last three episodes, but it's, it's really detailed. It's not as simple as saying, oh, go find the stock, put your money in it. I mean, hell, you had... Nicola jumped 15% or more, or what was it, like 20% because GM was buying into them and then loses 10% uh, uh, by the end of the week and potentially more simply because there is an allegation by short sellers of fraud. It's, it, it, the fact of the matter is it doesn't make any money and it's a SPAC, especially Acquisition Corp, where they bought where a company that was public bought them and then flipped their public entity into Nicola stock and now they sell it. Yeah, there might be some issues there. 
SPACs have become more aggressive. Even I myself am going to use a SPAC on my IPO. But at the end of the day, this is the condition we are in. And I am trying to be very transparent and, and, and communicative in making you understand what I think is the next moves coming along and how to properly defend against those moves because simply hedging won't work. Hedging is very cheap right now, but it won't work because if we have a government going contradictory and dumping money into the economy to get prices higher, your puts are going to eat you alive, right? Because you're just going to continuously lose money on your puts. But now as I'm seeing, and we're laying the groundwork for it, hey, if they're planning on not funding this thing at the time that they're supposed to, your puts are about to pay you handsomely. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Trade Talk. L.A. Aiko here. Tuning out. Take care. Have a great weekend.